As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Welcome to Brothers in Arms, brought to you by Catholic Men for Jesus Christ, with your hosts, George Rose and Bill Maher. Stay tuned as George, Bill, and their guests discuss topics relevant to Catholic men living out their faith in today's challenging world. And now, here are the hosts of Brothers in Arms, George Rose and Bill Maher. Well, welcome, my brothers. This is Bill Maher. I'm here with my co-host, George Rose, the famous George Rose. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. <laughs> on this March 5th. Famous in my own head. <laughs> in, in his own head. <laughs> on this March 5th, 2020, it is a cold COVID afternoon. It is. And uh, we're actually uh, in studio. We have a spe- very special guest that we're really going to dive deep into her ministry. Uh, her name is Kim Sanford. Kim, welcome. Thank to the you. program. Thank you. We're excited to have you here today. I'm excited also. Oh, wonderful. We have a lot to share actually with uh, really the, the area and the world. Uh, some exciting things with regards to life we're going to get into. But before we get to that, on this day, March 5th, yes. 1770. 1770. Crispus Attucks and five others were killed at the Boston Massacre. Oh, really? Today is the Feast of the Boston... The Feast, feast, I I say. (laughs) You you can tell someone's Catholic when they say Feast. (laughs) So also in 1943, on the other end of the spectrum, Joseph Stalin dies. How about that? Joseph Stalin... Joseph Stalin... Died. Died. 1943. Yes, yes. Wow. Met his maker. Hopefully all those 50 million... Ukrainians that he starved to death and all those other people had some justice there. But we certainly hope that he uh, found uh, solace and comfort and mercy in Jesus Christ, right? That's our goal yeah. for everyone. Maybe he so, converted on his deathbed. Who knows? You never know, right? God, God's will. But it, it is a pleasure to be with you guys as you drive home on this cold day. Spring is definitely in the air, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Baseball started in Florida, so the Yankees lost... To the Phillies yesterday, fifteen to nothing. In so, case you didn't know, well, you know this is why spring training is spring training, right? Kim's probably happy about that because she's a Philly girl. Oh, a Philly girl! Oh my gosh! You know, you know, George is part of the Yankee organization. So, oh, are you? <laughs> yes, is. I work for the Yankees, Kim. He heads so. up the Asian operations. So, all the, sorry uh, to break that to you on the air. All the Asian superstars that <laughs> come to you. the Yankees is uh, thanks to George. But so, how did the Yankees feel about that? What 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 uh, was uh, Brian a? It's spring training. Spring Nobody training. really cares. Nobody you know. cares. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you admit that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although maybe Joe Girardi cares a little bit. He might be happy. You <laughs> That's know, true. But, <laughs> but you know what? Again, get get your losses out early, and then when the season comes, our Yanks will uh, hopefully uh, have a better year. Yes. Our, our goal. And you know what? I, you know, National League, by all means, have a, have a great year. I want, I want your Phillies to be happy. Have a wonderful year. Yeah. And when Phillies fans are not happy, it's oh, a Oh, they a let you know. Yeah. Kim may not even be a baseball fan, though. Are you a baseball fan, Kim? Um, I, you know, I, 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 my husband puts it on, and I engage. Sometimes. You dabble in it. You dabble. Do in you baseball. dabble okay. in the Eagles? <laughs> no. Okay, because w- those are the roughest fans I think on the planet. The Eagles I, fans. I, I, are. I don't I dabble so. in the so. Eagles. Maybe the Jets are the s- second uh, roughest at times. Mm. Yeah. Philadelphia yeah. fans are just, you know, they're going to let you know how they well, feel. Well, you know, when there's a prosecuting <laughs> judge in the stadium for so many years, it's usually a sign of uh, rough fans. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes. is a true story, actually. Yes. So anyway, we have a we have a saint to talk about for the month, don't we, George? Yes, we do, Billy. Our saint of the month is Saint Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph, uh, yes, yes. Who, believe it or not, his feast day is actually 
now August 31st, but traditionally it was March 17th. March 17th, yes. Okay. Yes, so it was switched. So when you, we and I were choosing a saint of the month, we thought it was March, but then I found out uh, when I was researching that it's actually August and it's see, celebrated see, with Saint. things <laughs> the two of us shouldn't admit on air. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> we're doing that. But, but Joseph was a great man, certainly when you consider his position within the Sanhedrin or certainly within the Jewish body at that time, him and Nicodemus, to be willing to stand up yeah. against, you know, really the prevailing strength and power base, you know, with, I mean, that was it was a that was it a, took a rough, it took a lot of courage lot to of ask courage. for Jesus's body after he was crucified. Right? But even to even be a disciple because he was clearly a disciple. You know, um, they, you know a lot of the uh, apocryphal writings talk about how he was one of the seventy. Yeah, Saint John Chrysostom uh, says that, uh, and also Saint Hilary of Poitiers mm -hmm. uh, say that he was one of the seventy. Uh, apostles that was appointed by Jesus. So he was kind of, you know, undercover because he was also part of the Sanhedrin, right? And he's revered <clears throat> with, I mean, much of Christendom revered Joseph. I mean, he, he was, he's revered obviously in the Eastern uh, Orthodox faith, of course, sure. and sure. again, all right? And yeah, and we, we don't know a lot about him. So we don't know when he was born. We don't know when he died. Mm. But we do know that he was alive uh, at, at Jesus's time. And he was born in Arimathea, which was a town in Judea, southern Israel. And he is the patron saint of funeral directors and undertakers. Well, how which about makes that? sense. Well, it makes right? sense. Okay. The tomb, right? The, right. the empty tomb. Yeah. He was a rich man. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, yep. To afford a, a tomb like that. Yeah, and what we credibly know about him was is contained in the four Gospels, right? That he was a rich man. He was a disciple of Jesus, as you mentioned, Billy, member of the Sanhedrin. Uh, and Luke, Luke says, you know, quote unquote, he was a virtuous and righteous man, and uh, it was also prophesied in suffering. The sufferings of Isaiah, the servant right. in Isaiah yeah. that Jesus would be buried in you know with in a, with amongst the the wicked within and the rich. his death would be rich right <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. it would be buried with the rich so there's a lot of um, uh, you know references in the Gospels to him uh, which is interesting but we don't know a lot about his life other than that uh, you know credibly there's some apocryphal Gospels as you mentioned there's the uh, Acts of Pilate and yeah the Gospel Nicodemus of Nicodemus writings. and there's a lot of writings about uh, Joseph and how he was after he uh, asked for Jesus's body and Nicodemus remember bought all the spices yep. right mm -hmm. and they wrapped the body and they put mm -hmm. it in the tomb um, that he was then arrested uh, and put into prison in in uh, by like mysteriously disappeared by Caiaphas and yeah. Annas yeah and then uh, he w did a miraculous escape like like, like I'm thinking Saint Nicholas right. St. Nicholas. In a certain sense, he was yes. imprisoned and all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, St. Paul too, right? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, um, but, uh, you know, whether that the gospel of Nicodemus is true or not, we don't know. No, you know I mean, it's it apocryphal for a reason. Yeah. But, uh, but it's nice to actually get some of those uh, background stories and stuff like that. But the, the, I think what I draw from, from uh, Joseph more than anything else is courage. Mm. Um, okay. It is the least found virtue in society right now, courage. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, Kim, not to put you on the spot, but no, what fine. you're doing is an example of courage. It is. You know, when you I've, consider, I've had some backlash. I, I believe yeah. it, you know. Yeah, um, probably even from friends and family in some yeah. cases. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is, you know. Well, we should tell, do you want to tell the, sure, our listeners sure, what she's actually doing? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll get more into it later, but Kim... Uh, 
uh, is the director for Options Options for Women, which is a crisis pregnancy center in Trenton, which opened last weekend, right, Kim? Um, actually, we opened February the 3rd. February the 3rd. we had the a grand opening on Saturday. So you had a soft opening and yes. then soft. the grand opening. Uh, yes. Right. So The primary location is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and they have been there for 35 years. Yeah. Fighting the good fight. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's great mm-hmm. to hear. Well, we... Um, We'll talk a lot about that later. For we sure. want to hear all about it. Um, and, you know, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, St. Joseph, right? I mean, that's why people become saints. They le- lead lives of heroic virtue, and they serve others, and they're worthy of uh, worthy examples for us to follow, right? Sure, we want to try sure. to imitate their lives. And, and, we uh, know, and we know everyone in heaven is a saint, but we, we there are certain souls that, you know, the church is deemed all right enough investigations in their life that you know we feel pretty confident this person is with God right now. Not pretty confident. You're, you're very confident. Yeah, they're, they're guaranteeing Absolutely. basically that that person's in heaven with God. <laughs> so we, we believe that. And uh, Joseph, uh, in the month of, of Saint Joseph, by the way, how about that? You know, remember mm-hmm. Pope it, Benedict has issued the month or the year rather of 2021 to be the year yep. of Saint Joseph. So um, a different Joseph, but um, as is the case for my sixth child joseph mm-hmm. that's um, right this yeah. is the year little joseph he's yes. not li- so little anymore yeah. that's an interesting story too my my sixth child is uh, his name's joseph mm-hmm. he was uh the sixth child he's a male i was the sixth child a male he was born um at about 7 p.m at night so i was born at about 7 p.m at night okay and he was born on january 3rd and I was born on January 3rd. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yes, so. it is. And does he have a Technicolor dream coat? Uh, <laughs> neither do I, though, by the way. <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, let's uh, you know look to the example of Joseph of Arimathea for, uh, I think, courage. Courage think to do the right thing in dire circumstances. And you know what? When everything seems lost. At, this right. world is dire. It needs love. It needs prayer. Mm. It needs courage. Mm-hmm. So as we go to break, guys, uh, we're going to be coming back with s- some local and national news. But mm-hmm. let's uh, let's uh, look to the example of Joseph Farimathia. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Through EWTN Radio, we talk to audiences all over the world. One thing I've found out is everybody in the whole world has the same set of questions. They live the same human life. They all want meaning. They all want love. They all want significance. That's the most fascinating thing to me. The same answers work wherever you are throughout the world because we're all children of God. Call to communion with Dr. David Anders. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weekdays at 2. Have you downloaded the Domestic Church Media app for all your mobile devices? It's free and enables you to stay in touch with Domestic Church Media and all we have to offer. You can tune into our live broadcast 24-7 as well as listen to our archives and podcasts. And you can even watch our local DCM programs live on our YouTube channel or watch the archive programs all on your phone or tablet. In addition to all things DCM, you'll also have so many other resources right at your fingertips. The free Domestic Church Media mobile app also gives you the daily mass readings, the liturgy of the hours, numerous common prayers and novenas, and daily saints of the day. And that's not all. The Domestic Church Media mobile app also includes the complete catechism of the Catholic Church, the entire Bible, as well as multiple Catholic periodicals and newspapers like the National Catholic Register, Our Sunday Visitor, and so many others. Plus, you'll have access to all our local diocesan newspapers and so much more go to your app store today and download the free domestic church media mobile app we know you'll love it 
We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Today, I sent an email to my husband, and I said, you rock. I cooked breakfast for my wife. I came to pick up the kids, told her to stay home and relax. I did his laundry. Made the bed for my wife, because she usually does, and I even put the pillows in the right place. She was thrilled. What have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. Well, welcome back, my brothers. This is Bill Maher. I'm here with my co-host, George Rose. It's Brothers in Arms, and we're here with our special guest. With our Kim sister Sanford. in arms. Sister yes. in arms, that's right. <laughs> Kim Sanford with Options for Women, and we're going to talk a little bit about that after the next break. But right now, we're going to get into some news. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny, while we were on break, uh, we all talked a little bit about you know Pope Francis' visit to Iraq. He landed mm. uh, today. Yes. And I think the whole premise of that trip has been to bolster um, the Christians there that they're, you know, they're dwindling. There's about 250,000 of them there, and he's encouraging them to stay mm-hmm. so that Christianity still has a footprint in really that ancient part of the world, really the cradle of civilization with Hammurabi's code and all mm. that. Um, I haven't heard that word since high school history class, right? Billy. Yeah, eye for an eye, <laughs> tooth for a tooth, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's tough, you know, back in, uh, again, we talked about this off, off the air, but in 2003, there was 1.4 million Christians there, um, the Chaldean Christians, right, mm-hmm. the Chaldean church. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's, you know, upwards of 250,000, and, mm-hmm. and um, for right reason, they're, they're escaping great ISIS persecution and death. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, certainly if you put yourself in their shoes, I mean, my gosh, to stay could mean death, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, in most Middle Eastern countries, Billy, it's not, um, it's it's illegal to practice the, the Christian faith, right? In yeah, a lot of countries, you're persecuted. Oh, you whip out a Bible and you can be yeah. put to death. Yeah, yeah. You know, excommunicated from families. I mean, I've read some conversion stories of some uh, uh, Middle East, some Iraqis actually, some gr- unbelievable conversion stories out there, uh, whose their own families tried to kill them yeah. because they they left Islam and became Christian. So that was worthy of death. <laughs> right. That brings us back to your um, your word of courage. Yes, courage. Mm-hmm. Right. Your word of courage. Yeah. Yeah. The least found virtue, courage. You know, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's tough. You know, you you know, to be a Christian mm-hmm. in this world today, you're persecuted. You're mocked, mm-hmm. persecuted, um, misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, it's amazing the mm-hmm. the perception, the misperception, so many people have for you. Yeah. If you believe in something like saving a woman from mm. an abortion clinic right. and helping her with the birth of her child through a crisis center, like you do, Kim, I mean, you're viewed very negatively for that, you know? Um, yeah. Believe it or not, um, by a lot of women. I, no, I, I do believe it. And I think... <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah, they're probably I, the most, the most uh, vocal, I would yeah. imagine. I, I, especially women that have suffered. Um, and those, yeah, those are the most vocal ones yeah, of all because of the yeah. guilt and, and trying we, to yeah, if, 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 assuage if the guilty feelings, right? Yeah. You know what? Your heart's broken deep down inside. And, yeah. and certainly the biggest thing that, you know, and this is true for guys too. Remember, if you're, you're part of that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a wound there. And, and you remember, salt doesn't hurt unless there is a wound. Mm. And I think very often that's what we see. And, you know, I, I guess the, the, the global message for all of Christianity, whether you're Catholic or Baptist or whatever, is love Absolutely. and mercy. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Jesus loves you regardless of, of your brokenness, mm-hmm. regardless of your mistakes, because all of us are broken. All of us make mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm. So I think I think reconciliation comes through the mercy of God and, and a recognition. Yeah. And we have to offer grace. You know, we have to remember grace. Mm. You Absolutely. know, we're not perfect beings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, people are going to make mistakes. Mm. And yeah. so, you know, but we have to we have to be able to understand that um, grace is important. Mm. You know, it's it's very important for us to um, to give people the space to make error. Hundred percent. Give them sure. the benefit of the doubt, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. That's what people don't get these days with the no. cancel culture, right? It's like one mistake when you were eighteen and you're done. Absolutely. You know, your life, your life is not over. That. Thank God, yeah, you right? know that's not the case of Jesus Christ. He forgives all sins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is it's unbelievable. Yeah. We are well, saved by grace, right? That we are. Supernatural gift, no doubt about it. We but, are. Some, well, let's pray for Pope Francis yep. you yes. know, on his trip. Do you know how long he's going to be there, Billy? How long is he going to be there, Mr. Producer? Four days. Four days. That, Four days. that comes from the, the sacred Thank chamber. Okay. <laughs> Four days. Four days. <laughs> so certainly pray for his safety. Pray for those, those 250,000 that still are there. Yeah. And um, willing to stand. Yeah, yeah, what a shot in the arm. What a great jolt for them to have sure. the Pope come and visit. It's, sure. It's manna from heaven, I'm sure. Sure. Um, other uh, stuff in the news, Billy, uh, in, in the National Catholic Register, I read this article. It's about uh, called Hashtag Pro-Life. Mm. And there's some Gen Z women who have started a TikTok account uh, called At The Pro-Life Hive. Figure this would be good to talk about since mm. you're here, Kim. Okay. And uh, it was started by five young Christian women ages 15 to 21, and they have a TikTok channel. I went and looked at it last night. It's just those little, you know, 20 to 30 second videos just talking about pro-life stuff. Mm. Wow. And one of the women who started it, her name is Hannah Skaramic, who is a 21-year-old Catholic mom based in Ohio. And she had her own conversion to becoming pro-life after an unplanned pregnancy in her freshman mm. year of college. And mm. said she had a very uh, abusive boyfriend, sexual, physical, emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she went to a crisis pregnancy center. How about okay. that? And Bam. saw the ultrasound. Saw mm-hmm. the baby. Wow. I think she went for a second time. She planned to get an abortion mm-hmm. even after the first time she went. And mm-hmm. then she went back a second time, saw the ultrasound, and said, oh, my gosh. That's not a Oh, a my gosh. It's exactly. It's a, it's a little exactly. baby. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that ultrasound does. It does. It's a complete game changer. Yeah. yeah. Big time, right? Which which goes to, to the heart of the matter is that most people, if, if they – can cross that threshold and believe that this is a human being, mm-hmm. they're not going to do it. Exactly. It's that it's intellectual lie, right? kernel <laughs> that, of, well, it's, it's just a clump of cells. Yeah. And, you, and I think we, you know, because of fear, pressure, yep. this the could pressure. change my life, mm-hmm. I'm going to cling to that kernel, mm-hmm. that false kernel, and the ultrasound shatters that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty well, cool. There's a lot guys... of pressure when they go into Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how they make money. Yes, right? a lot of pressure. They... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they offer them the, the pill now and they tell them they can't leave. And, you know, if you're going to do this, pill. right, right. Being, yeah. you're going to have the abortion pill. But I have to give you the first one before yeah. you go. Right. You know, if, you, if you're if you going to do this, you got to take the first one. You, mm. I can't give you the first one to go home. So it's like you got to make this decision right now. Mm. You know, yeah. if you leave, they're not going to give you the first one. It's a hard and, sell. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Definitely mm. a hard sell. I would call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, options for women, but not the kind of options you offer. No, <laughs> no, not, no, at, all. not at, really, at all. It's really not only at all. one option, kill your baby, right? And we'll give you a couple different ways to do it, but, yeah. you know, 
Um, yeah. the, the great news of this whole story is that, you know, people are standing up, taking advantage of the technology. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you, you think, especially the young, they're not reading books. No. They're watching videos. They're on, yeah. on, on you know, TikTok, like you, you know, yep. Snapchat, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is where, you know, we need to get our message out there because they're not getting it in schools. Yep. Right. And very often they're not even getting it at home anymore. Yep. So you know, these, these are basic, you know, the, the basic fundamental human right is a right to learn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you're into uh, TikTok at all and, and what Gen Z is up to, go uh, type in. <laughs> Uh, the pro-life hive, like beehive, the pro-life yeah, give hive. give it some hits. Check out some, yeah, they have 20,000 followers already. Oh, give it some hits, guys. Started in June, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Uh, a great uh, and, and I think the app has been cleaned up and it's not owned necessarily by the Chinese government. Is that true? Because that was the big fear for TikTok for a while. It's the Chinese government spying on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's all right. So I don't know. <laughs> I, apparently, George feels. It's I don't. Okay I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Billy, if you watch a Yankee game this this year, even last year, you'll see TikTok uh, as oh, a sponsor, advertiser. I tell you, there's, home there's plate, money in that so, stuff. You know. Mr. Producer, we got to form our own TikTok. Okay, he's looking at me like, "Oh, please stop." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not big on social media. I don't really enjoy it. Yeah. You, you probably have a happier life than they say statistically yeah. speaking. That's yeah. why you seem so calm and peaceful. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. It definitely yeah. keeps me um, leveled. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. It's easy to get sucked into. You know? <laughs> Honestly, I look at TikTok sometimes, but for me, I'm 55. It's like frustrating because you see these little like 20 second videos. I'm like, that didn't really say anything. I know. <laughs> you it's my like, brain what? <laughs> But, you know, it's very popular amongst Gen Z. You got to go where the people are, right? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so, I mean, it is a great source for communication. It um, is. It's just like anything else. It can be um, a beneficial, be ben- you know, be beneficial, and then it can be bad. Yeah. It's like a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. It is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom yeah. and license are, are close, right? We, just, we don't want to go over to the license side, but freedom mm. is a good thing. George, yeah. you have uh, seven... Little virtues, or you wanted to talk about? Yeah, actually, uh, we do about. have my my. This is always my go-to source for our news stories for uh, for the show in the National Catholic and, Register. And it, it is an old-fashioned paper. Yeah, yes, it is right. an I see paper. And uh, of course, as everybody put out by EWTN, which is uh, our radio station, is an EWTN affiliate. So, okay. um, yes, there's an article. Repa- you know, repairing the house divided: seven biblical habits for Catholics. To remedy a torn country, because this country is torn. It it's is divided. Torn. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's go. One. What's one? Well, Bam. listen, like Abraham Lincoln said in 1858, right? Yep. A house divided cannot stand. This is true. Biblical mm-hmm. words quoted Jesus. So, all right, bang. One. Number one, one. Love your neighbor. Uh, How can we argue with that? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Republican or Democrat. That's right. right. That's mm-hmm. right. How many people say they can't talk to family members anymore? I know. Right? Because of different political beliefs. It's like, Put it aside. Talk about the stuff you got in common, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't make your politics your religion. That's part of the problem, right? Right, we'll absolutely. Ta- exactly. Number two, stop judging lest we be judged. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, easy mm. to say. Hard to do. It is hard to do. Every time you think you're a father, isn't that what you're, you're basically saying? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's like, you know, we have, to, we have to get off our soapbox sometimes, mm. right? Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we don't... Um, disagree with what per- so people are saying right? when it not. comes to issues of like life, human life, racism. That's an act of charity. Other evil actions. Right. Yeah. 
Right. It's called look in the mirror. Right. And what do you see? Yeah. <laughs> but it shouldn't be acrimonious, right? Of and, course. And it says here, even when we disagree, the Thomistic principle of finding the aspect of the good motivating Thomistic. the other uh, not only prevents mutual alienation, but may pave the road to some political win-wins, right? So find the, the, the good that is actually motivating that. Because actually a lot of pro-choicers, they think they're doing good. They think it's a good thing, right? They do. So for they the do. Woman, for the right? woman. Yeah, right. they do. We, mm-hmm. But we have to find the good. What's their, their, what is their motivation? And, and then we can start a conversation and show them mm-hmm. the right way. Right. right. And for you that don't know what Thomism is, this is the uh, philosophy of Thomas the Aquinas, who was Aristotelian. St. Thomas Aquinas, right? yep, Thomistic. Uh, my grandfather was a Thomistic professor of philosophy. Mm-hmm. So. It rolls off the tongue, Billy. It, it does. It does. <laughs> it, it did, by the way. I it, was, it was so wrong. I saw it. <laughs> Number three, don't bear false witness. Oh, uh, yes. Don't lie. Yes. Right? Certainly about uh, your neighbor, my gosh. Like, yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so, you know. I think the only time that that's permissible is when your wife asks you, how do I look? <laughs> I think or... there is some sort of, like dispensation given in the mystical universe uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> producers laughing mm-hmm. yeah. so you're digging that you're digging mm-hmm. a hole for yourself and you don't even need to <laughs> he's definitely gonna be in trouble <laughs> well i mean you never want to say you know oh this is true right right <laughs> yeah. and of course i'm fortunate enough that that's never really an issue but mm-hmm. yeah and when the husband asked the wife am i getting thin up there yeah Thank you. Point, <laughs> counterpoint. <laughs> See, Billy, it's all about, yeah, the wife, right, asking the question, right? Or how white am I getting up there? Thank God we have a, thank God we have a, a wise woman yes. here today. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Next Number one. four, seek first the kingdom of God. Yes, that's got to be. We alluded to that a little bit yeah. earlier, right? So there's so much secular messianism today right yeah. people mm-hmm. are looking they look at their political uh candidates as like saviors and and yeah. the political party is saviors and it's just y- your faith can become too too closely aligned with the political it, leader it does and, and that's so closely uh, tied with idolatry and, mm-hmm. and even a soft idolatry we're not even thinking about it where you know one of the most important things you're thinking about on yeah. a daily basis you know yeah. it could be the littlest things it could be and if that's all you're, you're putting your heart into, then there's a danger there. Yep. Absolutely. So, good one. Next one. Yeah, and it says, you know, and a Catholic should never feel fully at peace in any political party, right? And I always, people ask me, like, what are you? I'm an independent, actually, although mm-hmm. I've always voted Republican because of the pro-life issue. Mm-hmm. But um, there's stuff the Democrats uh, believe that I believe. Sure. Right? As a Catholic, and there's things the Republicans do. I, like a true Catholic and a Baptist, for that matter, mm-hmm. um, doesn't fit neatly into either political party. No, there are no. certainly certain principles that stand up much higher. But yeah. I'll give you an example. For me, personally, um, I, I believe in small government because I want a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I believe in protecting the environment. You know, these plastics, sure. glyphosate, all those things really bother me. So that's sure. two opposite opinions. Right. On one end, uh, I, I don't believe in the death penalty. That puts me on one camp. Mm-hmm. However, again, you know, I'm, I'm pro-life. That puts me on the other side. So it's like mm. you know, I'm all over the map in that yeah. sense, too. Yeah. Well, you're Catholic is what you are. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yep. Well, that's what it means to be Catholic, right? Uh, number, what are we on here? Number five, blessed are the peacemakers. Mm. Mm. Do we need those? Yep. My gosh. 
Real peacemakers are the most courageous people on the planet who go into extremely dangerous places to disarm the deadliest types of mm. interpersonal bombs. Mm. Right? Makes yeah. you think of the missionaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And even in our workplaces, right? Interpersonal sure. bombs, man, that stuff's all over the place, right? Well, with cancel culture, you, certain things mm-hmm. you can't even say. So oh. even yeah. approaching people um, in a charitable way uh, yep. is bringing peace in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. in, in your normal dialogue. Because it's easy to get, I mean, righteous righteous anger is, is an easy way for you to just, you could explode on some of these issues today, but that's mm-hmm. that's certainly not... That's certainly not going to be heard. We yep. really have to be sensitive to all the climate that we're in. Yeah, yep. agree with mm-hmm. that, uh, Pray for all those in authority from 1 mm-hmm. Timothy, right? Mm-hmm. Got to remember, I mean, Joe Biden, second Catholic president ever. Uh, right? People don't even really <laughs> sort of <laughs> look at it that way, to be honest. You know, I mean, the, what he believes and what John F. Kennedy believed are, are totally different. Completely. Right? Completely different. But regardless of who's in that White House or mm-hmm. in the Senate, or we got to pray for them. They gotta, need Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. still a soul. 100%. Yeah. And, and you know, listen, look, look at the prayers of, of the faithful. I mean, you, you think about the great St. Augustine was a philanderer running around. And, and what, what happened? His mother praying mm-hmm. for him for years. Yeah. And what happened? He had a mystical conversion. Yeah. He opened up the Bible, and he focused on a verse after hearing a homily from St. Ambrose, by the way. Mm. And it just, the Holy Spirit. And mm. he was converted man. Mm. Yeah. Um, I so, we, I, I mean, we, that's that's a power of prayer, right? So yeah, we, we hope for those kind of conversions. Yeah, we pray for the conversion of, yeah. of Joe Biden, right, and his heart to, yeah. to fully practice. Because he's pretty outward about his faith in a lot of ways, right? But there's certain uh, aspects of Catholic teaching that he clearly goes against right. I mean, right. you know life pro-life being one of them um last but not least be as shrewd as serpents but as pure as doves mm. you were just talking about this kim right like mm-hmm. in, in today's culture right mm-hmm. how we um how we speak to other people yeah how we present our our arguments uh, you know are we in their face mm-hmm. <laughs> because that immediately or, turns to them shutting down absolutely yeah, right Right. Absolutely, they're going to turn away. Yeah, and they don't mm-hmm. listen, right? Uh, if if you're in the mm-hmm. face, yeah, it's much more subtle than that. And and you also talked about earlier too about loving other people. We're called to love other people, and really, love and mercy are the only things that convert other people. Mm-hmm. Shouted yeah. arguments and they're not listening. No. Yeah. It's what? immediately the immediate way to get them to not listen to you. What about <laughs> right? Saint completely Francis. shut down. Yeah. Spe- uh, preach the gospel always. When necessary, use words. Yes. <laughs> Living yes. a good, humble, wholesome life is what inspires more people. You think of, uh, you know, what is that? Uh, be a reason for uh, for hope, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, yep. you know? And Jesus talks about it in the Bible, too, about, you know, he laments how the children of the world are more prudent than his disciples in dealing with their contemporaries, right? That's in, uh, in the Gospel of Luke. And... Um, I always kind of sometimes wondered what that meant. You know, it's a little bit of a hard verse uh, mm. to understand, but that's what he means, right? Children of this world know how to deal with people better than we do. Like sometimes, because um, they just they don't care. They, you know, you're you're nice to me. You, mm-hmm. We're playing together. You know, right. they're not looking at color. Mm-hmm. They're not looking, you know, to see if you have a, you know, something to give them. You mm-hmm. know, they're just they just want to play. They just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Mm-hmm. So 
let's remember all that. And uh, those are seven things. If you want to read a little bit more in depth, go to the uh, the register. You can check it out okay. uh, on how to make our culture, our society, our country ultimately a more unified place. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So I guess what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to go to break and we're going to come back and we are going to interview Kim Sanford. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. The Eucharist is the greatest of all the sacraments because it contains in a substantial way the person of Christ who is the author of life. It is the one sacrament to which all of the other sacraments look. Imagine six arrows in a circle, all pointing to a center. The center is the Eucharist. The six arrows are the other sacraments. The Eucharist is the sun around which the other sacraments revolve as planets. All the other sacraments share in its power, and they perfect themselves in the celebration of the Eucharist. It is a sacrament that is so sublime that human reason could never guess at it. Divine love is far deeper than we know. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I was actually raised in the Catholic Church. I I, um, went to grade school uh, through sixth grade, and pretty much about the time I went to high school, um, I stopped attending church and really didn't think much more about it for a number of years. The return to church, the Catholic Church, was somewhat of an evolution. I thought I knew what the Catholic Church believed and taught, but uh, learned very quickly from somebody who knew far more about the Bible than I ever hoped to know. I learned that the Catholic Church, what it truly taught, and that that's where I needed to be. I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. Without God in my life, I'd probably be dead. God has literally saved my life. I feel like I'm truly on the road to um, the fulfillment of of really all of my desires, uh, which is ultimately to spend eternity in heaven, both myself and my family. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Well, welcome back, my brothers. This is Bill Maher. I'm here with my co-host, George Rose, and we have a special guest, Kim Sanford. George, tell us about Kim. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kim, we're really lucky, so happy to have you here today. And, And as we said earlier, you're from Philadelphia, PA. You're married. Yes. You have a daughter, right, Kayla? Yes. Um... You have a bachelor's degree in human services, mm-hmm. a master's degree in administration to human services yes. from Chestnut Hill College. Mm. Uh, you received a certification in biblical counseling from the Christian Research and Development of Christian Stronghold Church. Yes. And you're currently pursuing your doctorate degree in marriage and family counseling from Eastern University. Yes. This wow. is a very accomplished woman, Billy. I'm also a chaplain. And you're a chaplain okay. as well? At Paoli Hospital. Oh, you do? Pretty oh, wow. Chapel, so yes. that's, that's, <laughs> wow. We're, uh, she outshines us by far on this show, Billy. It's well, good. we knew that when she walked. <laughs> yeah, we did. We didn't have to know her bio to know that was true. Um, also, you've written a couple of books, Saved and Surviving Singlehood, mm-hmm. Love, Prayer, and Forgiveness is the other one. And um, you're currently working as the director at Options for Women in Trenton, New Jersey, which is a faith-based nonprofit agency that offers... Uh, services and resources to women in Trenton. Uh, yes. It's a crisis pregnancy center, basically, right? Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. It's um, it's not just for the uh, women of in Trenton or mm-hmm. Mercer County. Um, they just 
that we just happen to be located there. The yep. primary location um, is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, we were fortunate, Options was fortunate, to be blessed by Pastor Brennan Cross Point Fellowship Church with the seed money to open up the pregnancy center in Trenton, New Jersey. Wow. Um, he, Where's that church, Kim? It's in Chesterfield. It's in Chesterfield. Okay. Yes, so his office, actually where our office is, he, that was his church office. Mm. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And so, so you basically got the building, no rent. Well, we got the space. Got the space. Yep. We got the space. <clears> and um, he moved um, into the new church in Chesterfield. Someone called him up one day and told him that he heard that they were looking for a new church. Mm-hmm. And he told him, yeah, we are, but we're not there yet. We don't have enough finances. And the guy said, he said to buy a church. And the guy says, him, I don't want you to buy a church. I want to give you the church. We gave him, gave him the church. church. He was given the church in Chesterfield. Wow. And so the money that he, he, the congregation mm. um, had put aside for the new church, they planted it and gave it to options. Wow. How much money was $100, $100,000. $100,000. Wow. What so a great story. That is the birthing of the options for women in Trenton. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and its birth was this month. Was it yes, not? It, it was February the 3rd. Wow, okay. Yeah, yes. and uh, our good friend John Muka, you know, he called me a couple of weeks ago. I was skiing up in Wyndham, New York on the slopes <laughs> Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and John called me and I answered. And then uh, I called him back and he said, yeah, I, I wanted to, to let you know about it. The new Christ Pregnancy Center opening in Trenton. And you're on, I think it's 945 State Street. Yes. Which is right across from uh, West Trenton High School. Yes. Right near there, right? And it's yes. a house. Yes, I, I'm envisioning a lot of traffic once the children, the students go back to school. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd imagine right. so. Yeah. yeah, great location. I think so too. Yeah, the other location that's been talked about in the past as well, um, when, when we were, you know, with Legacy of Life Foundation, that was uh, over near Planned Parenthood because the Planned Parenthood is basically straight down, straight State Street, right? Mm-hmm. From you, about three miles down. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So this is the alternative uh, to that. Mm-hmm. So how are you? getting the word out there? Um, Basically through Facebook um, and a lot of the donors, um, the people who have supported options over the years, Mm -hmm. um, now they know about the new location in Trenton and they are Mm. also um, supporting us. I would encourage you guys to get on the Snapchats, the Instagram, because this is where the, the, those kids, the kids oh, are. they're on yeah. those programs. Mm-hmm. TikTok. Like TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, we're always like way behind them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so, true. So you need, to, you need to hire a couple of young volunteers, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of teenagers to help you figure out, figure out where, to, where to advertise. Where to advertise. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah and we, you know, idea. we sent out a blast email to all our uh, men, about, about 1,500, 1,600 emails yep. that okay. we... Uh, in our database that we emailed that you were going to be on the show this morning. So oh, wonderful. We'll, Thank we'll, you. We'll try to help you get the word out well, there, certainly, too. Well, certainly, they'll be certainly praying for you. Um, this is a near and dear cause to mm-hmm. our hearts. Um, George and I came into this through a conference we would run every year, Catholic Men for Jesus Christ, and we'd have, you know, special guests and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, big-name celebrities and, and, and people really in, in, in the grind of fighting the fight that you're fighting every day yeah. uh, for life. And uh, so these guys out there and, and their families and so forth, they're definitely going to be prayer warriors. And we encourage you, anyone listening to us, to pray for Kim yes. and her ministry. Um, yes. have there's a lot of suffering. Yeah, and go check out the, it's what, options for options women. Options for women. Um, dot org, 
I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Check it out. The website will come up for um, the Cherry Hill location. The Trenton Mm -hmm. location is still under construction. Mm -hmm. But you can also go on to Options for Women Trenton on the Facebook page and be able to see a little bit about us. That's great. So how did (coughs) – great story about the pastor and the money and the church and all that – how did you? How did I come fit to into the, the puzzle? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So, I used to own two daycare centers in Philadelphia. Okay. Actually, and then I sold one of them. One I closed. It was my smaller center um, mm-hmm. where I had infants, and my husband owns that building, so there was no need for me to keep. You know, I didn't have to worry about that one. That one I just rented out for someone else. Mm-hmm. But then the larger building, um, I actually sold that one. Mm-hmm that business in January, right before COVID. Good timing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a blessing from God because yeah. I literally was in prayer every day for two years asking the Lord for a bona fide buyer. Wow. Like, my, I felt that my season was over. Mm. And so I decided to sell the business, and here I am. Um, my brother is my my business partner, Bruce uh, Jr., and he says, okay, that's what you want to do because I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay in school, and I'll do mm-hmm. my chaplaincy, my per diem, and I'll just float along until I'm done. <laughs> and um, I'm sitting at my, you know, de- uh, in the kitchen, and I'm doing some homework, and I might, if you know anything about Indeed, if you're on Indeed, you have your resume on there. And my resume was only on there because mm. of the per diem, with mm. the chaplaincy with Paoli. It was a requirement. They had to you know, get my resume. Mm-hmm. And so I, if you get a hit for a job mm-hmm. fitting mm-hmm. your description, mm-hmm. you typically get 10 to 12. Mm. Well, I got one <laughs> <laughs> and it was options. So you weren't a part of this church before. No. They just found you through. Completely. Wow. And so well, it's amazing. one option. I had one. <laughs> you know where that option's coming right? from. Right? Wow. So I open it up and I'm reading and I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I'm like, nah, Kim, come on, come on. You know, so I kept on doing my schoolwork, but it would not go away. Yeah. It was nudging so me. Fun. And so I open it up again, and then I look at it again. I shut it again. I did this like three times, and I'm like, okay, God, am I I supposed to call? Well, then I call. And and I was interviewed, and then um, Chuck offered me the position, and uh, here I am. And I'm like, I Mm. can't believe it. I just, it Mm. just kind of fell into my lap. It was not something that was on my radar, wasn't Mm. a part of my plan. Yeah. But um, I actually, I had turned down a business opportunity. My brother and I were going to start another business. And that morning, I said to my brother, I don't feel good about this. Mm. You know, something about Mm. it, I don't Mm. feel good about it. Typically, I operate according to, you know. That's um, the Holy Spirit speaking right. inside, Absolutely. right? Sure. And yeah. so I'm like, ah, I said, Bruce, I don't, you know, I don't feel good about this. I don't think we should do it. I think, you know, we should mm. just wait a little bit. I, I don't know. The moment I said no, mm. it was an hour later when I got that ping. Wow. An mm-hmm. hour later. Wow. And I, I got that ping. Yeah. It wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yes. Well, what's the what's the daily like what goes on in the crisis center? So if I'm if I'm a, a young girl mm-hmm. and I were to stroll in. Mm-hmm. What, what looking to say stroll in looking to get an abortion? Yeah. Right. Because that you're going to um, that'll be certainly yes. some of the people that walk in. What, well, we've what, had what we've had um, we've had someone who was abortion vulnerable. Um, you have some women who come into the center and they're abortion vulnerable or they're abortion minded mm-hmm. or you have some that come in and, you know, they plan on carrying their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically they were called for an appointment. They would come in and get their pregnancy verification. We have mm-hmm. a, a wonderful nurse. Her name is Diana. Um, she's a registered nurse. Um, she's a wonderful person. Very, you know, 
very inviting. Mm-hmm. But the setting is very inviting, and she's that's something a, that we were, something we were looking for. Yeah. Um, for so, the place to be inviting and not feel like a clinic. Mm-hmm. But you come in and you mm-hmm. get your uh, pregnancy testing, and then um, they have counseling after the testing mm-hmm. um, to talk about what their needs are or where they are. Um, we want to be able to serve them in any way possible. Um, and then, um, prayfully, um, once they cross that threshold, prayfully, the Holy Spirit and mm. well, you know, the sweet smell of Jesus is in the in the air. Mm-hmm. Diane and I, um, we pray in the morning. Um, she anoints the space with um, a sweet oil, mm-hmm. and hopefully, when they leave out, prayfully, when they leave out, their mind is changed and they want to carry mm. um, their child. But they receive counseling right after the pregnancy verification. Gotcha. Um, they can come back and have an ultrasound mm-hmm. and schedule for a free ultrasound as well, which is always, um, it's a game changer yep. for mm-hmm. that person who is abortion mm. um, vulnerable. Yep. Um, so when they see that image. They see yeah. their baby, yeah. Yes. And, yeah, and, and hear that heartbeat mm-hmm. is major. And yeah. see it on the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And even in some of the ultrasound technology, the 3D ultrasounds, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh, it's a, yeah. it's a Gerber child is what yeah. you're looking at. Yeah, and you got to remember, right? Like when uh, Roe v. Wade happened, there was no ultrasound no. back then, uh, right? Imagine not. there had been. Maybe it would not have passed. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's amazing, you know, what prayer can do mm-hmm. because we've seen Absolutely. what the opposite can do. A very small group can turn this country in a negative way, like in 73 when that occurred. Most of the country was pro-life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, how is it? Well, you look at history, you know, the, the Communist Party in, in Soviet Russia at the time wasn't Soviet Russia. It was, you know, Tsarist Russia. It was only anywhere from one to three percent of the population were communists, yet they could, took control of the entire country. Mm. So, you know, an, a, an aggressive, you know, <laughs> nefariously inspired movement can grow. Mm-hmm. Certainly mm-hmm. a movement filled with the Holy Spirit can grow. Absolutely. Look, look at the gospel. He chose 12 and, and look at Christendom now. Greatest movement in human history. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> and that's where, what Kim, I think what you really need is you need a lot of prayer. Absolutely. You probably need, you know, donations and so forth to help fund the cause. Yes. Because then, you know, the, even though we got the, the large um, seed money, seed money, it's going to run out. Sure. You know, yep. um, but a, a lot of the donors have been very generous, um, giving us the things that we need uh, thus far to get us up and running. Mm-hmm. But yes, we will need don- financial donations to be able to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, sure. yeah. and and get even better equipment. I'm sure you have plans for getting more things, mm-hmm. maybe more counselors. Definitely, you know, mm-hmm. there's, definitely. There's, I mean, that's, definitely that's cr- more navigators. Um, the Cherry Hill office um, they operated a lot with uh, volunteer navigators after mm-hmm. they go through an extensive training. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But because of COVID, no volunteers are even allowed. Um, is that a whole other challenge? Facilities. That's another yeah. challenge. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about virtual? Have you guys thought about uh, through Zoom or different platforms setting up uh, the capability to do it virtually? In other words, all right, here's our website. Maybe there's a way that some of these girls, you know, seeing your information, is there a way that they can somehow get? whatever information is necessary to contact you virtually. Well, they can contact, well, they do, you know, they can contact it. All through COVID, the Cherry Hill office was never closed. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they did drive-by mm-hmm. um, visits. So they never closed, which was a blessing. Um, they were still able to, con- you know, be in that connection, build that relationship with that individual. Um, 
the virtual, I think that them seeing, you know, being able to get our information virtually would be great, but it's nothing like being face-to-face. Face. Right. Yeah, yeah. we're two or more gathered in my name. Yes, no, there you are. No right, there it. he is. And so um, no we, we, we where really the, where have the to be... Where the sweet smell of Jesus is. Absolutely, that's right. <laughs> right. We really, really need to be there with them um, face-to-face, um, especially because the enemy is... Um, Cunning. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and he, he just slides in there and, you know, make them feel anxious and they gotta do it and they gotta make a decision and they're just pressured. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and before you know it, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yep. And then so two true. people die, not just the baby. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely a spiritual death that yeah. you go absolutely. through. Oh, yeah. And we have like about six more minutes, so we always put our guests on a little bit on yeah. the spot. Oh my we like to ask our guests their personal glory story. Yes. Mm. And we have had we've had guys like Joe Torian and Mike Sweeney. They've all done it. You know, who else? Personal yeah, glory and, and story? actually, you know, Kim told me, we chatted ye- uh, yesterday, Bill, yesterday, the day before, and mm-hmm. uh, she went to Catholic school her whole life. I did. Catholic grammar school, high school, and college, college right? Yeah. I was like, wow, we got something in common. And you're a Baptist now. Yes. Um, and uh, you, Which is your husband's church, right? You attend yes, with your I, husband. Yeah, I joined my husband's church. Well, what's your glory story? So how did you find Jesus Christ? Mm, well, I... Um, had my daughter, and then her father and I uh, got married afterwards, and um, the marriage didn't work out. And I was just, I was a single mom. Um, that's where the birth of the book Surviving mm-hmm. Singlehood came from. Mm-hmm. I was just trust struggling mm-hmm. and trying to figure, finding my way, and mm-hmm. you know, what's going on? Um, my father How was- How old were you around that time? 26. 26, okay. My father was um, on crack cocaine um, and just, you know, struggling through it. He he beat it, and then he decided that he wanted to do other things, mm-hmm. um, which were not a part of, you know, wasn't it, I, I condoned your his behavior. Your daughter's father, you mean? No, no, no my your father. Your own father. My own okay, father. gotcha. Um, started to do other things that I just no longer could condone. Mm. And so I felt like I was being, I went to God and I'm like, what is, what is going on? You know Mm. what I mean? I can't do this. My family. Would you consider um, yourself a Christian at that point in your life? Were you practicing? I was going to church. Going to church. I was going to deliverance, even um, evangelistic church in Philadelphia. Okay. And so, but I was just going to church. Mm hmm. I was just going and so I um, I remember crying one day I had to pay a bill and I had to pay something for Kayla for ballet and I mean it was just I'm like mm. what's happening mm. and my dad was my best friend and then I just I you know I was faced with making a decision of not condoning his behavior anymore mm. and so when I made that decision um, I, I went, you know, I had gone to God and I asked him, what am I to, what am I to do? What mm. is supposed to happen here? Mm. Um, I needed help. Mm. And, um, it was the next day, you know, I got financial help I needed that I didn't ask for. I didn't even know where mm. it was going to come from. Mm. Um, and, uh, God made it very clear to me that he would be with me. Mm. Wow. That's and cool. I have never looked back. Mm. I mean, I have just been 
going, 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 and going. And you had been relying on your dad for financial help at that point? Uh, my Is father, it? I wasn't relying on him for financial help. I think I was having my own financial issues, but then I, my, my family... Um, my grandma, I've always been in the matriarch kind of position. Mm -hmm. And so when you have all of these things going on in the family, they kind of turn to you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I handled everything for my family, a mm -hmm. lot of things for my father. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just always in the middle or I was Kim or Kim or yep. Kim yep. or mm. Kim and it just got it just wore me down mm. wow it wore me down and I just I just went to God I'm like okay this is crazy I'm going to church what's happening what is going on mm. you know I'm paying a little bit of tithes what I think I know about tithes right mm. and I just had a moment and I broke I just mm. broke but he picked me up he let me know that he would be right there with me mm. and I haven't looked back it was wow. your, your Pauline moment knocked off your horse, huh? Yeah, I was. And I was. And I have not looked back. And I am so I, I'm in prayer constantly. I'm asking the Lord for direction constantly. Mm. Um, I don't want to operate outside of the of the, the rim of what God wants me to do. Mm. Um, it's one of those the points of, of your article there, you know? Ultimately, when you keep God, that's, you know, yeah, the center of your... keep him centered. Right. And that is, yep. that's the goal. And that's options goal, too. Options for women. That's our goal, to keep um, the gospel um, at the forefront of what we do um, in order to be able to bring these women to the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great story. And, and your daughter is how old now? She's going to be 25 on wow. March the 22nd. Wow. How about that? I, wow. I have a 25 year old, too. Yeah. yeah, just in case you didn't. Bill has eight. You have, you have eight <laughs> I, I do. I do. Oh, wow. Bill has eight. And I, I, have, I have one. Okay. So you and I sort have of that yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And, and it's, you talk about being a single mom. Like, I, I know mm -hmm. even with one, mm -hmm. my wife and I, it's like a full time job just mm -hmm. raising one kid. I can't imagine. She and I talk about that a lot how single moms or single dads do it yeah it's rough you know it's and tough. some people actually choose it yeah right it's they're like no i'm not going to get married but i'm going to have a baby because i want one yeah, like, yeah. You're her nuts. father and i we were married for a few years but it just didn't i i just i outgrew him mm. and yeah. i wanted something different i wanted something more and it just it, it wasn't equally yoked yeah so it was a well lesson a lesson well learned mm. Mm. yeah well, God bless you for your yes, you yes. know, to uh, absolutely to, to, to God at that time. And, and look where he's put you now. It's uh, a lot of people have been praying for this, uh, you know, a crisis pregnancy yeah. center in Trenton. Mm -hmm. And, and here so it is. You, and Kim Sanford, are the answer to a lot of prayers. You are indeed. And, and, and I keep hearing it. And <laughs> I, I, I'm going to need a lot of prayer because yep. I've had some people, you know, a little bit of standoff. You know, yep. they're a little, they well, don't want it. Well, we are going to pray for you. And yes, please. guys out there, as you're driving home now, and, and if you're going to be listening to this tomorrow morning, you know, her name is Kim Sanford. It's Options for Life. It is a Options for women. women. Options for women, which is uh, an option for life, too. This is true. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in Trenton. So finally, there is a crisis pregnancy center in Trenton, guys. So please lift up this cause in prayer. Um, the women need it. They need us. Let's stand for them. Let's be courageous like mm -hmm. Joseph of Arimathea. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. Yes. All right. Take care, guys. Right. Thank you, Kim. God bless.